My mum's podcast is recorded on Bear Pie Land. We pay respect to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to how to run a successful business and still have a life. I am simply Stacey Morgan. As a mum of three and owner of three successful businesses, I'm acutely aware of the juggling act that is parenthood and entrepreneurship. Join me for bite-sized business tips, served simply, without ambiguity, aimed at helping you boost your productivity and give you more time in life for the things that really matter. Each week we're talking motherhood, marriage and making it in business. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. My name is Stacey Morgan and today's episode is brought to you by the Simply Business Summit. It's only two weeks away now. It's not too late to join us if you would like to head to Palm Cove. In that toasty warm weather, sit by the pool, sip a cocktail, get some rejuvenation, some rest, but also some education with other like-minded women business owners. I would love you to join us. You can register at simplystacymorgan.com. Today I'm going to be talking about, you know, sharing. And I talk a lot about sharing with my children. <laughs> I'm talking about sharing constantly. We're sharing our toys. We're sharing our time on the iPad. We're sharing our um, choice in what movie it's going to be for Friday night. But there is a whole lot more sharing that goes on in my household that um, we don't speak about normally. And normally it's not something that I share, but I think it's important because I did a session with the Hastings Business Women's Network a few weeks ago about creating your ideal week. And um, there were some questions around my ideal week that I shared. And I shared um, an image of what my ideal week looks like and, you know, who does what, who's doing what, pick up, drop off you know, all of those things that that Heath and I are sharing when it comes to raising our children. And there were questions around, okay, how does that get divvied up and how how do we negotiate um, what that looks like? Because for so, you know, as an example, um, when it comes to mornings, Heath does most of the mornings, but um, Wednesdays and Thursday mornings, I get to myself. So I'm recording this podcast early on a Thursday morning and that's because I know Heath's taking the kids, doing breakfast, doing, you know, getting ready for school, doing teeth clean, taking them to school, that whole, Heath's doing that whole thing um, this morning. So I'm able to be able to sit here and talk to you. And so I wanted to touch on exactly how that works and the system that Heath and I have come up with, because there were so many questions um, at the lunch the other day that I, I, it got me thinking like, oh, oh, I've never really shared that. And I don't um, think that people, I don't, I wonder how other people do it. And so I thought I would share with you how I do it. And of course, I'd love to hear from you in terms of your household and how that works. Because sometimes we spend so much time being productive in our business and making sure we're getting the most out of the hours that we are spending at our desk or in our shop. Um, But we don't perhaps use those productivity skills and use those negotiation skills and those sharing skills when it comes to um, what happens, um, you know, after hours in our house. And you know, whether that's in the morning, on the weekends or at night. And so I want to share with you this gorgeous book um, by Eve Rodsky. It's called Fair Play. If you haven't read Fair Play and you are in a relationship, I highly encourage you to read it. Heath and I read it together. And when I say read it together, we didn't like sit in an armchair and, you know, read word for word. (laughs) I just got a funny image of us doing that. It was more like I had the book and read a chapter. And once I'd read a chapter, I passed it on to him 
because I go to bed really early. I'm like in bed by nine o'clock and he's normally doesn't go to bed till about midnight. We both have different um, amounts of sleep that we need to function and we know that and we try and stick to that. So I would read a chapter, go to sleep. He would read a chapter and then we'd discuss the next day and then we'd do the, do the next thing. Um, and when it came to the practical elements of this book, then we actually set some time aside and we set a date night aside and got that done. So I'll go into that a little bit later. But essentially, Fair Play is about creating um, or gamifying all of the things that need to happen in your world. And whilst Heath and I don't use it as a game, even though that was my motivation in the beginning to get the book and to, you know, encourage Heath and I to share the load a little bit more, not just the physical load, but the mental load as well in our household, um, I thought, he's competitive. (laughs) If I can make it a game, let's see how this works. And, you know, it I just wanted to say like straight out, full disclosure, we don't use the gamification of it, but the process itself we do absolutely use. And in saying that as well, I do know, like I am taking my own mental note that it is time for us to do a refresh. It's time for us to revisit um, this, the way that this works in our family. And so as I'm saying all of these things, I'm actually thinking that too. So we don't get it right all of the time. But it's essentially about, you know, identifying the, all of the tasks that need to be done in order for the household to run and then being able to divvy those up. And it's not about, um, you know, let's say that there's a hundred household tasks and it's, he has 50 and I has, I have 50. I has 50. That's (laughs) great language for our podcast, but you know what I mean? It's, it's about the, um, First of all, the identification of those tasks so that we're both aware that that's actually something that has to happen. I used to get so cranky when I was the person that always had to buy the birthday gifts for the kids of the birthday parties that we were going to. And I'd have to buy the gift and wrap the gift and put the card and, um, you know, organize all of that before I actually then went and took the child to the birthday party. And I used to get really resentful that Heath, you know, I thought that Heath didn't even realize that a birthday present had to be purchased. And so I would get really, really cranky about that. And so it's about eliminating that cranky. It's about making sure that um, whilst the roles are never going to be even and they they can chop and change uh, depending on the season of life that we're in, it's about both parties being aware of the mammoth amount of tasks that need to be done and of who's responsible. Now, some of the, I'll give you a a list of some of the, the tasks because some of them are really obvious and some of them are are just like, oh, I didn't even think that we could do that. And if we do that, like what difference is that going to make? So the, okay, so let's just start with kind of household stuff, groceries, garbage, dry cleaning, home maintenance, um, school lunches, first aid and safety, extracurricular sports, friends and social events, fun and play, discipline and screen time. And then there are, there's a whole list of things that, um, which Eve calls like the wild list. And these are things that aren't going to happen all the time, but when they do happen, somebody has to take the card for it. It can't be just, we'll just wait and see. Somebody has to take charge of that. So, um, you know, home renovations, moving house, getting a new job, um, pregnancy, no surprises as to whose card that goes to, (laughs) um, you know, death in the family, serious illness, those things. So it's important to note that I've just given you like 10 examples of a list of a hundred things. And once you see the list, you go, oh yes, that is part of my life. And it's important that the list is really diverse and really robust because there is so much that goes into 
our day-to-day lives, not just the birthday presents and who's taking out the trash, um, but all of the things that are in between and the things that happen all the time and the things that happen, you know, every now and then or just happen once in a lifetime. And so essentially you read the book and you get yourself a set of cards and you can either just print out the the printable ones and and cut them out, which is what Heath and I did, or you can actually purchase the cards. I know at my local bookstore, I I walk past them all the time and I think, should I get the real ones? Um, And you sit down and put them all face up and then you divvy up um, the cards into your areas of strength. So I hate taking out the garbage. Heath knows I hate taking out the garbage. We've been together 15 years and I hate taking out the garbage. And so when we turned over the cards and they were sitting in front of us, he reached out and grabbed the garbage card, which I was very, very grateful for because then I didn't have to negotiate and tell him all the reasons I hate taking out the garbage because he already knew. Um, He's heard it enough. And so that's how you start. You go through the, the tasks, you go through the cards and you take the ones that you know are manageable or make the most sense for you to take. And then once you've done that, you can start negotiating on the ones that are left over because you can't leave any tasks on you can't leave tasks on the on the table. They can't like somebody is going to have to buy the birthday present. You can't just leave it there. So um you do have to negotiate who's going to be in charge of that. And once the cards are divvied up, both parties have a really clear understanding of what their responsibility is and what they're in charge of. And this is priceless. Just knowing that that is not my responsibility means that I can tick it off my list, shut down that tab um, in my brain and then just not think about it anymore. I don't have to constantly be thinking, is he going to take out the garbage? When's he going to take out the garbage? It's, you know, the garbage is overflowing. When's it going to happen? I just know that it's his card. He knows it's his card and he will eventually do it and that will happen and that's okay. And that's so empowering and so freeing. And the example I always use when I'm talking about fair play is the lunches because doing our kids' lunches is not something that either of us enjoy. That wasn't a card that both of us kind of just jumped up to and and grabbed and went, oh, I want to make the lunches. It's not our zone of genius. And so what would happen is every night we'd do this dance in the kitchen. There'd be this, um, oh, I'm going to go and um, scrub the you know, the cornices in over there in that other room so that I keep busy but so that I'm not in the kitchen when it's time to make the lunches. <laughs> or, you know, we both we would both do that. We would both kind of, you know, make up excuses to do anything but make the lunches. And then I'd end up going, oh, he hasn't made the lunches. Oh, cranky, cranky. And he would say, oh, she hasn't made the lunches. Oh. <laughs> because it wasn't anyone's particular responsibility. And so – we would both just kind of dance around the fact that it needed to be done and then end up resenting who did or didn't do it. Or if you did do it, you'd feel like the hero. You'd be like, ah, oh, see what I've done here. I've done the lunches. When are you going to say thank you? When's it? And if they didn't, then it was like, it just, and I know that you are nodding as I'm saying this, because I know that this goes on in your head and goes on in your house. And if you don't have a system around the school lunches, I know that you feel what I feel. But I wanted to say, I use this as an example because as soon as I got the card for school lunches, I was fine with it. I knew I had to get it done. It actually only takes about five minutes. And if I was responsible for it, then I I was the person that made sure there were things, you know, in the pantry and in the fridge to put in the school lunches. And it just was so freeing. Even though I'm still the person doing the doing, it was so freeing. So it was a really interesting um 
task. And I, I could give you 20 examples of how that worked in our house. Um, but the school lunches was the most painful one. And it's the one that I always use it as an example. So um, I, I do want to also say that it doesn't, when you divvy up the cards, you also decide as a couple how long this season will be. And it could be a year, it could be a week and you decide. So if you have divvied up the cards and you want to see how things go and perhaps, you know, somebody's taken a card that isn't an area of strength for them and they always put it off and it becomes frustrating for the other person, then we sit down and we divvy, re-divvy the cards and those cards swap or we may swap one or two cards um, for that period of time and we and we may say, okay, we're going to revisit this at the end of this week. We're going to revisit it in three weeks' time, which is the end of the month. We're going to sit down and, um, you know, get some nice takeaway sit down together and go through what's working and what's not working. And that's all part of the system as well, um, the fair play system. And so for us in our house, it's just become such a game changer when it comes to knowing what needs to be done, when it comes to not resenting each other for not doing, you know, what we thought was our fair share or their fair share around the house. It's just so much nicer to know what I'm in charge of and to be able to go ahead and be in charge of that and get that done and then to go on with my life and, and do all of the other things that need to be done in my life and business. So I encourage you, if you don't have a system when it comes to household stuff, when it comes to the things that need to get done in order for the family to function, then I encourage you to come up with a system. If you don't have a system already and don't know where to start, then Eve Rodsky's Fair Play is a wonderful place to start. And the book is funny and entertaining. And yes, it does touch on the fact that um, as women, we tend to take on more of the physical and mental load than our partners. But it's kind of not a guy bashing book. It's not, I didn't feel uncomfortable passing it over to Heath and saying, hey, read how awful you are (laughs) in this book. It does touch on it, but it is, you know, but it's, but it's a fair call. And having a system like this just um, helps even up the playing field a little bit, helps you kind of relax and and relax into the things that are your responsibility and to woosah the things that aren't. And it's a really great, um, you know, you're working that muscle of delegation, which you need to work in your business as well. And I know we've talked about that already. So fair play by Reed Brodsky. Let me know what you think. Have a read, put it to work in your family, in your relationship, and let me know what works and what doesn't work. I would love you to take a screenshot of today's episode. If you're listening on your phone and you've enjoyed it, take a screenshot, tag myself, tag Eve Rodsky as well. I would so love that on your Insta story. And if you haven't left us a review on Apple Podcasts, please do. Um, That will really help us share the podcast with so many more people around the world. If you would like to join us for the Simply Business Summit, it's coming up so soon. I would love you to join us. You can register now at simplystacymorgan.com. Happy playing, happy fair playing, and I will talk to you next week. How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life is a Morgan Media original produced for the Morgan Media Network. Work with me one-on-one or in one of my many group coaching programs. It is possible to run a successful business and still have a life. You can find out more at simplystacymorgan.com. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 